in the fridge, uh, which sounds gross, but it was the exact kind of gross that I needed after getting just fucking railed by the subway <laughs> system. A nice endorsement of how much Sam enjoys this brand of poutine, evidently, is the fact that he did not open this with the words Cuomo's Wild Ride, which has appeared in our little personal... It's not a group chat because there are two people in it. It has the volume of the average group chat. But I can only describe my experience of the last two and a half hours to this point as being Cuomo'd. An experience that... Two kinds of people have those who ride public transit in Cuomo's jurisdiction and those that work under him yeah, when he's in down. a mood. It... So when, when COVID happened and I started taking the subway again after a couple of months, I noticed that no one was on it and the trains were running, you know, pretty nicely, pretty well. Even if they weren't running overnight, I didn't, ever, I didn't really need to take them overnight. You know, mm-hmm. that's not you know, how long I worked. And this is how I know that COVID is almost done, because the trains have stopped working again. The darkness has come. All I can think, as I calculate my, was it, 2.5 weeks of the virus, how much more virus time would I just slide back into to clear out that subway car and get to where I'm going on time? I would, I would like a month at least. I would give myself COVID again and have it be really fucking bad for like a month if it meant that I got another year of a half-decent fucking subway system. I would do some straight HP to MP bullshit on that front. I would, no, I would lower my lifespan by a decade if I could spend the rest of my life writing a fucking subway system that works. We're optimizers here on, uh... Ye old weeaboo hell is the point. So with all of that acridity, all of that acid flowing through our veins, I want to bounce it out with two positive notes. Okay. First off, a career note. Some crazy shit happened this week for one of us. As any of you know, if you go on SeymourEvil.com, Sam got promoted. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the career news for the week. Also, we're going to talk about JoJo for a bit because... We enjoy that business. Haman stands. Whatever spin is, I read part seven twice. I enjoy it. Still kind of vague. <laughs> it's, you know, you can you can spin. You know, you spin it just a little bit, you know. You can spin. I am left to assume that spin is Haman but aesthetic. I think it has to do with the fact that, you know, when... Like with gravimetric... Like, you know how large objects... You know, kind of way down space-time or something like that. I really like that you use the word gravimetric, because now I can just assume that you're right, and that makes my whole take on this a lot easier. It's like physics, but with posing. Yeah. All right, so it's uh, it's Pride Month. Specifically, it's, it's Pride Weekend. It is Pride Weekend. Um, We're doing a Pride Month, Pride Weekend special here. And like Raytheon, we are all about Pride, so we are going to... That's a in-joke between me and him, uh... Raytheon, like many companies, has a pride version of its logo. And it is the weirdest company. Forget, like, how baseline offensive the idea is. Before we even get to that, it is a weird (laughs) choice. First off, Raytheon... They make ICBMs. They make ICBMs, which, you know, evil, bad, and all that. But also is not beholden in any way to the attitudes of us day-to-day citizenry. No, no, not 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 even in the slightest. Like Raytheon 
has PR trivia more than it has PR problems. It almost seems condescending of them to pretend that our opinions matter. I don't know what it means. I mean, it, this is true of all of the corporations, of the entire... Yeah, but other corporations... Of the whole Bank of America have, pride flow. Might thing. have like at least a consumer vector where you understand why they're pan- pandering to you. Raytheon does not have to pander to me or you or anyone that no. breathes or walks. Except various senators. I mean, do they breathe? Are they human? Photosynthesis. That's weird. But the point, as you're saying, Pride Month, JoJo, this was uh, your brainchild that you just walk us into this garden of earthly delights. It's real easy. We're going to rank the JoJo parts on how gay they are. There we go. Okay, that's simple. Um, so when you say rank them, do we march through them in order and talk about them and then like put them in order? Or how do you want to go about this? It's not going to be organized. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna throw shit out and we're going to kind of come up with a really rough list here. All right, so let's break this down then into some fun categories. I think that's a fun way to do it. You, we could do that, but I'm also just kind of going with like the general vibe of a show too. Like okay, like part seven, right? Mm-hmm. Cowboy shit. I don't know. That's kind of. <laughs> there was a popular movie about. Yeah. There's a very popular movie about gay cowboys. I don't think that Brokeback Mountain makes part seven any more or less gay. Um. However, I mean, more importantly, if you want to stab at it, compared to the other parts, I mean, you know, in other parts, like, herds of heroes are sort of put together by circumstance, but I think part seven is in a real way more about, I don't know, male companionship than a lot of, in a serious way, not like the core joke of this episode. Sure. I mean, so is part four. Part four is... So is part four. That is, that is true. That is an element of part four. I guess it strikes sounds to me more in part seven because it's specifically two people. Here's the, the weirdest thing about part four is that Josuke set off my gaydar um, way more than a lot of other JoJo's, and I still think it is one of the least gay parts of this series. That might be partially because part four is a focus is a little more diffuse in a good way. I don't mean that in like a... I mean, like anything, something can be scattershot in an interesting way or in an annoying way. Part four is really a small world tour of ideas that are kicking around Araki's brain. Sure. I would rate it as my favorite one, too. It just... um, My favorite one... It just comes together the most for me. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, My favorite one is part seven. My recurring joke about part seven is that's the second best JoJo about everything. (laughs) It's like, and if a part of it is like, oh, has like the second best fights and the second best art and second best characterization. It's a, it's a, it's a nice ball of things. It's part seven of JoJo's a great time. That would be how it wins the ranked choice voting. That would be how it win the ranked choice voting. Because everyone's got a different... Uh... Does that make part one Eric Adams? Like a bunch of really shallow thinkers watch it and stop there? Part two is the gayest, right? There's just so much fucking man ass in that thing. So you're really stepping on my balls here because I was gonna sort of pitch part five as a front as a front runner on that front. So part five is almost it's almost certainly its main competition. Absolutely. So we need to let's start there. Let's start with who gets number one and who gets number two because like Morgan, do you want to be a part of this episode? All right. All right. We have lost a volunteer. God damn it. All right. 
So that brings our so qualifier uh, to talk about this ratio down to about 50%, which 50%. is great. Oh, I need to come out on the air now, don't I? No, you don't. You can leave it totally vague and we can totally march on because you don't own the internet. Shit. Okay, fine. It gets shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck all you people. All right, let's... <laughs> <laughs> Rolling ahead. So, just cars alone... There is some strong aesthetic stuff going on of the entire Pillarman axis. It's, it's a Pillarman thing. Like that's the thing. Uh, on one hand, we have the whole Pillarman thing. So my main argument for <laughs> my main argument for part two is that this was when the series was still kind of in its fist of the North Star art style kind of deal. Ah, uh, so aesthetically. So like that... aesthetically, you have this really kind of village people sort of thing going on um i mean village people there's the hyper masculine musculature thing laid in a very bare manner there's Mm -hmm. a lot of just sort of skin to page ratio in the character designs he's just also very very interested in having all of these men turned away from us to put it way less crudely than I should have put it. Everyone loves to do that bodybuilding competition, turn around, behold the deltoids. <laughs> you might have expected an ass joke there, but they are so proud of their deltoids. They just... It's like, behold, the shoulders of a god! <laughs> These traps. Traps are traps are the real accomplishment. For me, at traps. least. I think I maybe used the word delta when I intended trap, but you get what I meant. You're talking about these guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are traps, yeah. Those are traps, yeah, yeah, yeah. Delta there, are some, are... there are some trap gods, so to speak. So the trap gods. I don't actually remember what deltoids are. Evidently, I fucking don't either, but I meant the traps. For those of you who do not lift or do, but have good self-esteem, pat your shoulders. Traps. Those okay. are the traps. Well, well like, pat with, your back shoulders. Pat your back shoulders with the same, like, don't switch sides. Yeah. Like, don't pat one shoulder with your opposite hand. You need to, like, pat both shoulders with your same hands. And, <laughs> and like, this would be really cool if this was a TV show and you could see me doing this. So I think in terms of art, I would say that part two would definitely does edge out five. Part one has some similar aesthetic turns, but does not have the specific Pillarman in it. And because part two is kind of just better drawn because he's just done it for longer, it's... What do you mean part five? No, I'm talking compared to part one. I'm just talking... Compared to part one, yes. Because part two is... It sort of can take the aesthetic lead on the hyper-musculature sort of Fist of North Star thing, Scantily Clyde bit. Yeah. So I guess what gets me towards part five when I think of it as the gayest one is I am unfortunately a victim of my education. So in my head, I think like, what is the story about when you peel back the Pixar layers and it's what if X had feelings? Sure. And part five, you know, it's like, what if male companionship had feelings and (laughs) explosions? And it is very invested in the gears of how these four boy bandish men interact and violence poison <laughs> man doesn't count he got ridden the fuck out he got ridden way the fuck out i was thinking just like i think you forgot fugo no no araki forgot fugo <laughs> he wrote fugo to be too fucking broken yeah he... 
<laughs> and he had to fucking write him out. Fugo Poor has guy. one of the better non-time-stopping powers in that fucking franchise. He's fucking crying. It's, it's the same. It's like it, the same thing happened in part four uh, with with the special boy because the hand is fucking god tier. So Magical. he had to make him stupid so he couldn't use it <laughs> to its god tier uh, powers. So then his he... entire climb up the power scale was just rising in IQ. <laughs> And so here's Fugo, right? And he did it again. Except he's already written Fugo to be too smart. So he actually just needs to fucking get rid of him. It's wild. I don't know what solutions are. Do you make him a narcoleptic? You make him a bitch, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is truly like that sometimes. So, once again, we were talking about part two versus five in this regard we need to talk about the torture dance i don't know what it means but it means something i mean at least in a fucking american gay culture due to just unfortunate history and stereotypes there is that lodged an idea that random high level choreo or <laughs> <laughs> is it associated with musicals who are i, I guess i just it, it's more of like a boy band thing the way that it was sort of laid out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only a couple of panels in the manga. Uh, I mean, high-level choreo is a boy yeah, band. Yeah, boy band. Thing. Okay, sure, yeah. So you got that. Um, but then in the then in the show, they realized that that was half of the reason that anyone was watching Part 5, was they wanted the torture dance. It is. So they turned it into an entire fucking music video. I admire that creative choice. It was. Um, it is probably the best remembered scene from the anime. Oh, um, additional credit to the anime, I expected memes to take the world by storm of how does King Crimson work, but it just benefited from being in a time-based medium, I guess. King Crimson made far more sense to me on the screen than on the page. Although I was still reading Scanlations. I was still reading Scanlations when I read part part five. If you want a uh, easy ride, so to speak... Mm -hmm. A nice old internet thinking lookup is that there is a series of gifts of how various stands work. Okay. The King Crimson one lays out pretty well. But even better than that, there is a fan-made comment, com- not comment, comic. There's a fan-made comic of how King Crimson works. It's a three-panel comic. Oh, you just... The guy, sh- shoot, the guy shoots a gun. King Crimson pushes the middle panel saying, nope. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> where the bullet hits. And then there's the bullet behind him. Which is, that's nice. And that's how it works. Yeah. But everyone remembered um, Abakio stomping on the dude. And if you like speed reading, just weird the world. Move on with your life. Mm. <sighs> I mean, not that that wasn't a great scene. Something I realize we have not considered in the rankings here. Sure. I feel that for all the sort of aesthetic or or subliminal or tropey you know, gay-affiliated things that we're talking about in the seven parts. In the ones we're not considering for the top two, one and three, those are the parts that actually do have a borderline romantic fixation with the whole deal Jonathan thing. And we have not penciled those in as, as high-ranked, which I understand because in terms of, like, raw screen time, 
maybe this is a three four conversation, but it's coming. I definitely to me now. see it in part one, less so in part three, because in part three, well, I guess part three is a consequence of part one events in a way. It is a consequence of part uh, part one, but in part three, I don't actually know if you could even call Dio queer, because he's sort of almost queer coded just a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But you kind of go through how he is in parts one and three. And he seems... I get more ace vibes off of him than anything. So... The problem is, that, is that he fathered a son. So there's that. that. There's that. I don't think you're actually textually wrong with any of that. But in this entire project, we're talking about a lot of things that are just coded. Like... Yeah. Heavy male musculature in slow motion screaming, Awaken My Masters is coded, not coded, like yes. actual... Extended spontaneous choreo is coded, not actual. So I think that this element that is more coded while well, it's a narrative thing, I guess I'm not sure why we would weight it more or less than that. Sure. No, I get that. I guess I'm getting less... I mean, I guess, I know the core premise here was sort of wacky, but in this tug of war, I think this plot that is driven on this fixation on someone who is his friend and borderline family and enemy and just this like constant focus in his head. And really you do, you are definitely right. Definitely way more of a part one thing. Yes. But it's and part why three, the whole shit. Kind of there in yeah. Egypt. Just like, and, and here's, here's like these five guys who are here now. And he's like, Oh cool. I didn't call for you. That is, a, that is true. I guess what I'm arguing here is the top three is some permutation of five, two, one. All right, so here's the thing about Part 8. The thing about Part 8 is that Gappy is literally two men fused together by the testicles. <laughs> we need to reckon with this. That is very true about Gappy. But there's another thing about Gappy that is less involved in the coding of earlier JoJo's, even Joseph, in that he is textually just borderline harem flooded yeah he's pussy with giant that's the issue with gappy is that gappy eats pussy um he like has a canonical girlfriend and everything like and everything like that it's um it's hard to get around it's, certainly it, it's it, it's present it makes him a a borderline battlefield state i would say battleground state whatever the fuck you call it <laughs> state where they're not sure if fascism is good or bad oh i'm sorry my tilt came out there again I mean, you know, a lot of my political opinions came out this week when Sam got promoted. Denard's going to maybe be in a magazine you might have heard of at some point. You might see. Impossible. Before we dive into eight, let's start to nail our two. Top two We're going to nail our top two here. Um, I'm going <sighs> to... Mm-hmm. The thing about part five is that they are in the company of this knockout girl who was wearing next to nothing the entire time and none of them could even be fucked to stare <laughs> oh man oh. she's like their luggage <laughs> hey make sure no one damages the luggage <laughs> we're gonna have to pay a fine Trish shut the fuck up go hide in the turtle <laughs> I think part 5 is the gayest part the animation kind of tilts this one. I think we can come together there. Okay, cool. We're in agreement. So part five is the gayest JoJo part. I don't actually know how close it even was, to be entirely honest with you. 
I don't think you had a bad argument with two at all with the sweaty musculature that infuses that thing. Like, how do I put this? I can't even remember the name, but I was in a bar earlier today to show... I have this friend from Malaysia who wanted to do the whole New York Pride thing, and so I brought him... So he wants to see, like, these clubs, and I brought him to, like, a place that basically had a name, like, Iron Stick. And... There was art on some posters in there that reminded me very much of a part two JoJo. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. So I understand why that was your lead-in. Well, it's definitely, like, yeah, no, it does tend to be... It does seem to be rooted in that kind of very 80s sort of pre-AIDS epidemic aesthetic that was sort of um, popular in the community. Or not popular in the community, but was... I need, not, he- I need to not talk like I'm an expert and not like I'm an expert in this because I'm super not. Probably has a little bit more to do with um, with how things were in Japan specifically. I mean, I, it mm. has the most to do with uh, with Fist of the North Star and you know the uh, oh Rikio that kind of that kind of thing. Holy shit, we haven't talked about any Fist of the North Star shit on our anime podcast. Would Kinshiro have just been like? I don't know. I feel. He would have gotten fucking Roman Reigns heat because there's no way he'd do anything <laughs> but a baby face. There's no way he'd do anything other than win. Oh, man. In the wrestling episode, it is a pure Lex Luger situation. Oh, God. The backlash would be atomic, but... All right. We'll give 5-1-2-2, two, two, which is a two. funny... Which is a funny lineup. So let's talk about our, our three contenders. Sure. So he brought up one's leading element that might contended there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an... It's an important. It's an important point. A little bit of homoeroticism, not any um, eroticism though. And we we get five one right. Five good. Yeah, yeah, five's one. So let's see. So we got three four. Again, so I let's actually... talk about six in a woman's prison. Yeah, let's talk about six in a women's prison here. <laughs> because I thought it would have, with that premise, have like breached the top power two. But because of certain early narrative choices. (laughs) (laughs) And if you haven't read it and are waiting for the anime, you'll know what those choices are very soon. There is some hard-coded amusing headshit in the (laughs) core of the character. It's... Part 6 is overall a very good part. I just always make fun of the first two chapters as, without spoilers... Jolene just literally screams, Romeo, no! <laughs> Rock says, I'm gonna write a woman in for the first time. <laughs> and then, he picks by he the picks third chapter, he decides that he needs to start taking this seriously now. Yeah. There's an amusing conversion there. <laughs> so here's the thing. In terms of coding, mm-hmm. I feel like there was less than six. In terms of text, though, Poochie. Ah, our reverend here. Actually, I guess everything I said about one's fixation might apply doubly for... Doubly for Enrico Poochie, yeah. Yeah, he... Well, part six is going to pull ahead, so... Women's prison. Poochie's existence. Mm -hmm. For um, those of you who haven't read six, spoiler town, spoiler... 
Poochie is a reverend stand user who is just fixated on Dio and Dio's discarded plans while Dio is very, very dead, like hyper dead, dead, super dead. And he's just... There isn't an actual painting of Dio, but if there was, he's rubbing it and saying, do it for her. <laughs> a la The Simpsons is the gag there. So yeah, I see where this guy's coming from, and that is a strong point. On the other hand, I don't remember Josuke ever showing any interest in women. He's about that coin and people not dying. He is more about the coin. I will say, like, the reason that he is my favorite JoJo and that part four is my favorite part is that I love... He's such a humanized teenager. He's such a teenager. He's he's just kind of a fucking piece of shit, like, in his off hours. Yeah. Uh, Him and the special boy. They just, I, I just kind of imagine in between episodes, they're just kind of hanging out in the parking lot or something. The man might have a point there. Like, he occupies himself with what? Get-rich-quick schemes in his off hours because he doesn't have any fucking money because he's fucking 15. 14. He might, I can't remember. He's, he's amazing on yeah. the younger side. Four is going to be a relatively low-ranking one, this one. I think so, because I... First off, it's a point in his art style where he's sort of going for more expressive cartooning based things. Yes, it's um, like, very, very. It was. It, it seems. It is the least sexy part. It's I least think. sex. It's least sexy part. It has a great style. They all yeah. have great styles, but they're. And Araki doesn't stand still, and it, there's a sort of horseshoe you can draw of style throughout JoJo where one goes for detail by way of the sort of fist and North Star or Baki, like, kind of muscular church kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And 8 has gone detailed by way of this fashion catalog thing that is very uniquely his. Yes. And, and he's starting to get into that in 4. 4 is when the fashion catalog thing, I think, began. In 3, yeah, they have some very creative outfits, but it seems more like um, they're more wearing just anime clothes than they are wearing... Yeah, yeah. Like, interesting fashion mag, you know, Milan runway shit. The way that they are fully wearing by five. I think that is definitely a uh, fair way of putting that. Let's get down to the verses here. Okay. So there's six, seven, and one in this for this slot. For this slot? Okay. Oh, and eight if you count the catalog being a stronger force than how about that life he is. Just... <laughs> It's also worth noting in 8 that the antagonist's daughter is totally fixated on him. He's trying to just, like, push this girl off. But why is he trying to push this girl off? <laughs> because he knows where the water in his dish is poured. <laughs> I think... I might be 7. No, it's 7, 1, Okay. There's that little bit of controversy in there, isn't there? It's difficult. I mean, despite coming at this from the point of hilarity, I think the Poochie thing kind of pushes it over the edge for six. Yeah, Romeo he's, aside. He's, um... Because the thing, the thing about Poochie is that he's so much more present in six than the previous couple of uh, bad guys were. That's true. Like, well... Dio and um Dio was kind of looming there in part 3 yeah, and then Dio showed up there, at the end and um Mr. King Crimson 
is also a very much an end boss type, though he sort of comes in more towards the latter half, but... Yoshikage Kira was, like, fucking there in part four, so yeah, he's kind of the exception. Kira here. and Pucci are very much more, like, the heavy kind of antagonists. Mm-hmm. It's got that, uh, I don't know, a new hope kind of thing where a lot of their action and irritation and motives moves things along. Yeah. The other reason that part four is probably the least gay part is that um, Kira... Kira is definitely not gay. Kira is... That one weird shower scene with the kid aside, Kira seems to be so into many, women's hands. So specifically into hands. women and specifically into their hands. I don't think an argument could really be made that he's into anything other than women and specifically their hands. At least without... At least not without drifting into galaxy brain gifs. Which I... It, it's fucking too late at night for us to start doing that. Okay. So I actually want to say that four probably gets the number eight spot. Okay, so we have one, two, and eight slotted. We have one, two, and eight slotted. Because there's I, just... I think that three would be right behind four and seven. Yeah. No, it's... It's... Part it's three like a of bunch, JoJo a bunch of, kind of, a bunch of giant fucking dudes and their dog <laughs> on a on a journey to go see another dude. <laughs> now the fact that they're on their way to try and kill him is nuance. We've got a gift for you, and it's just a fist in a Christmas box. And they're doing this, <laughs> like. And here's the one, like, actual female character in this story. And she's off here in a coma somewhere in Japan. Completely irrelevant to any of the actual events that are going on. She's just, you know, she's kind of there. It's She's, you know, holy. Fucking hilarious. Alright, so, any thoughts on six or three? As in slots six or three, not parts six or three. Slots six or three. This is where it gets borderline confusing. I'm Ooh, wondering yeah. if I should write... Th- I'm just going to type this on my phone. Okay, cool. One. Part five. Oh, we should just be calling them by their names. Yeah, we really got to start calling these by their names. All right. You said a sentence just now, and I don't know exactly right. what the diving, All right, was. diving back in, I've written out everything. We're going to start using names just for general understanding to make... Life non-painful. Vento Oreo, number one. Vento Oreo is number one. Battle Tendency is number, number two. two. Stardust, Stardust Crusaders, Crusaders is number, number seven. Is number seven? Did we? Did, was there a fucking... No, my argument was that it would, it should be higher on the list. We're going to have a problem here. It's about five dudes going to see another dude going on like their dude field trip. Stardust Crusaders is ranked three. Part three, number three. Yeah. As above, so below. Alright, so... I don't think that's what that phrase Vento, actually means. It, does, it, it, it doesn't matter. We, language is ours to crush and as, leave. As B3, so B3. <laughs> okay. And we have Diamond as the least. Diamond is unbreakable is probably the least gay, yes. Alright. Rank 4. I once again will... Voteth for women's prison main villain fixated on dead compadre. Yeah, I would I would absolutely agree with that. Stone Ocean. Stone Ocean is the number fourth. Okay, cool. Yeah. So what's what's left here? We've got part one. What is left and is part seven and part eight. 
Yes. Man, I don't know, man. Two dudes fused together. It's Think of it like this. It's like Steven Universe, right? It's like if... It's like if Garnet started... Started just dating guys. Just just dating around. It's like that. That that's how that's the kind of sense that this makes to me. That is a highly entertaining metaphor. She just like started just being like a complete fucking man eater. It's it's basically just a gender flip version of that to me. Uh you know, I really enjoy the main theme song from that show, by the way. It has a charm to it. It's inimitable. Like you it wouldn't have worked for another program. It's um it's space oddity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, just, it was like my favorite, one of my favorite little things about. It. I like the song from the movie that was um, the one that wasn't the villain song. That's the normie choice for the best song from the movie. The actual best song for the movie uh was um Pearl's song. You know, I prefer the villains to the heroes in my media. They were just so more interesting. It's more more compelling to see why are evil. We don't hate all of you, only some of you. We hate like enough of you. I promise. Well, probably more than a healthy, more than is healthy. Not all of you, though. Buy our t-shirts when they come out. Or don't, because we hate you. <laughs> I don't want you wearing my shit. I would be cool if you bought my t-shirt, but, like, didn't wear it out. Like, you don't have to associate me with your stuff. Okay. Jokes aside, we love you all, except um, Paul Mackendorf in Kentucky. Let's get to our sixth rank here. Mm-hmm. We are still left. Part seven and part one. See, it's interesting. I thought seven would have been higher on this list. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. We, we're, we're talking. Uh... But like, this process of elimination. It's just not honestly that. Yeah, it's just not that gay. I guess we're just shooting that cowboy stereotype in the face. Yeah, there we go. Um, there. I think there was a. I think one of the village people was in fact a cowboy, but. That's like the best that we can really do here. Then uh, we, we're going to have to do better. In our opposition, we basically have our sort of friendly crackling pairing with just this sort of cowboy thing or whatever, which mm-hmm. isn't that heavily laced in a way. It's more of a... Not really, no. Yeah, it's, it's more of a friendo thing. Versus what Dio has done to his life based on his thoughts about Jonathan. <laughs> Because that's the thing about Dio, is that textually, Dio is, I don't know, what the writer intended, I think Iraqi probably wrote him as straight. He seems to have, you know, had enough time to have had a kid. I read him as uninterested in matters of the flesh, besides, you know, the... What it can well, get here's him. like here's the other thing is that we're getting into like the weird fucking like a dude fused to another dude thing because he stole <laughs> his he stole his adoptive brother's body and fused his head to it. So yeah, I don't even a, fucking non, know, man. It's it, like, it, how do you read that? It's a non-zero statement. In ranking these two, mm-hmm. we I think we've ended up thinking that there's not much to putting it on Steel Ball Run, but there is some kind of intangible something to it in phantom blood i think you're right so i'm gonna put phantom blood at six steel ball run at seven all right so everyone i'm going to run down a list now because there was that sort of little confusing stretch where we're putting starters crusaders because i completely misinterpreted some lexical ambiguity of sam earlier 
One, the gayest JoJo part. Vento Ario, a.k.a. Part 5. And it's honestly, in retrospect, it's not even fucking close. Really went forward on that Like, mother. even 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 with Part 2, which is... Uh, oh, sorry. Even with Battle Tendency, which is number two spot on this list. One could call it a blowout, in air quotes. Rank 2. Battle Tendency, which is also Part 2, so, you know... As above, so below in that. It, aesthetics mean something, and it is glistening. The the other the other problem with uh with ranking part two higher than that is that you know, you've got Joseph Joestar, who's not the only character in it, sure, but just I'm pretty sure he's just the biggest skirt chaser in that series, just the entire series. Ah, uh, yes, yes, he does really just jump tower that maid and just have some amusing commentary on people that he turns out to be related to <laughs> rank three a bit more of a part imitation stardust crusaders several dudes on a their dude road trip to visit another dude and deliver a fist here's like the interesting thing though is that i almost feel like it could have ended up higher on the list but remember that one chapter where they had i can't remember the name of the stand but Abdul and Joseph ended up, like, magneted to one another, and it was the basis of a whole bunch of gay jokes that only a straight dude could have made. And I it do made remember it less that gay. chapter. It made it less gay. I can't remember what that stand was called. Man, if there's a, I guess if there's a skip episode. Right after that, rank four. Stone Ocean. I was that part. Mm-hmm. Part six. And again, just... It's mostly just Poochie's fucking presence in that it's thing. It's Poochie's fucking presence, which blows its setting in a prison out of the water. <laughs> which is really funny. You would expect some orange is the new black out of that, but no, it's, it's just... It's just one man singing the inverse of the song Hellfire. <laughs> Rank five. Mm-hmm. The... Ongoing, ever fashionable, very good in my opinion. Jojo Leon. I have this idea in my head of part six being a movie and they get little Nas X to play Enrico Pucci. I'd watch. Would I like would you not watch? I would watch. I, I would be watching. I would be consuming this content. Oh, his character is so in his like thirties. I could change it, just change the shit, whatever. Like conceivably, like because this exists in the realm of fantasy, we could say, and they have to wait a few years <laughs> to make this movie, and Little Nas X will be in his thirties by then. He'll Let's be make him Nas X. <laughs> it's a stock joke, but I can't get away from it. God fucking damn it! Rank six. I'm so fucking ashamed of myself for laughing at that. We are in the viable dad ages. That's a 29 and 28, in case you're wondering. Allegedly, Morgan was telling me that I had made some joke about elote uh, at at some point. This was like a couple of weeks ago. What's elote? Elote is like this Mexican, like, street food that's like, um, it's like corn on the cob with like a whole bunch of like shit on it. Dope. But like good shit. Uh, Like uh, spices and 
stuff like that. It's it's quite tasty. Okay. And they they were going on about how awful this joke was, and I can't even fucking remember it. Although I was, I spent that day pretty fucking drunk, and um. And they were talking about this bad joke, and then I, I just asked them if it was a corny joke. Woo! <laughs> and I, like, I, I swear to fucking God, I thought they were setting me up for that punchline, but they were angry with me. I'm glad that didn't end up anything being thrown. Because I don't remember what the, what the fuck they were talking about. I don't remember making that joke. I don't think I did. You know what's good? They'll forgive you at some point before you die. Maybe I don't know. I keep fucking doing it though, so that's a lot to end up forgiving. What? Watch that shit, homie. Rank six, Phantom Blood, Part One started this whole uh, crazy train. Is crazy train to stand yet? It must be. Whatever. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. I, I, I'm sure I'm forgetting a crazy. Oh, I feel train. like Black Sabbath is a train. Is no Black Sabbath is totally a stand. So I don't believe that Crazy Train is. Fair enough. Rank seven. Oh, we hit the imitative fallacy again. Steel Ball Run, Part Seven. Part Seven. Funny how these things work out. And rank eight, the Lee's Gay Jojo, uh, according to the Wee Woo Hell rankings, sorry to um, Hikagashita, sorry to fuck with your Shippers, uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. Yeah, I, um... Shithead kids, I don't know. Yeah. Here's the thing. Out of all five parts, I have found that Part five seems to have the most like female fan service in, you know, in Trish, right? Uh-huh. But Trish doesn't even fucking count as extenuating circumstances to make part five any more heterosexual because it's just it ain't. There's so much not Trish. The point I'm trying to make here is that part four is the second. Provides the second most female fan service. There we go. Good lord, that took me forever to fucking work out. Sometimes we have to go on a journey. I mean, it definitely uh, trailblazed all that Yandere business. Yeah, that was kind of early, wasn't it? Araki's a smart dude. I don't know. He can smell. He he can smell things that other people can't. And it let him make loads of money, albeit with loads of effort. So maybe not quite a uh, what we normally associate that joke with. Yeah, no, he never he didn't invent something and then cash in on it for the rest of his life. He's he's still writing this. He he just invented smart things and still forgetting things. What a great man. Anyway, I'm just gonna run through this without any editorialization, just for those of you who want the list in easy form. Sure. One, Vento Ario, which is part five. Two, Battle Tensi, which is part two. Three, Stardust Crusaders, which is part three. Four, Stone Ocean, which is part six. Five, Jojolion, which is part eight. Six, Phantom Blood, which is part one. Seven, Steel Ball Run, which is part seven. Eight, Diamond is Unbreakable, which is part four. Or if you're a fucking nerd, Diamond is not Crash, in which case I say just... <laughs> what a beautiful duong. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this has been Weeaboo Hell. It's Weeaboo Hell. And you don't owe the internet shit. All of you out there, you do not owe the internet shit. <laughs> Congratulations on your promotion, Sam. Oh, thank you, Denar. Congratulations on the piece in the magazine of note. I don't Hoorah. know. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention its name. I'm not who, gonna. Who to, fucking knows? Let's, let's see how it rolls out. <laughs>